This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 10-inch. On this episode, we continue our month-long celebration of our favorite movie of all time, briefly chat with John Bermuda Schwartz, and talk all about the amazing filming locations of UHF in Tulsa. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Ethan, we just got back from an amazing few shows in Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I saw them in Toronto, too. It was my first three shows of Strings Attached. <laughs> I'm so jealous <laughs> that you got to go see them in Toronto without me. <laughs> Toronto was awesome. I wish you were there, Dave. We got to... Um, I went with Jeremy Samples, and I met up with Polly Esther, who's a future guest on our podcast, uh, Bob Groder, and a bunch of other cool fans. I saw puppets, uh, cool <laughs> artwork, uh, and it was an outside show, my first outside show, so it was really cool. Oh, I totally can't wait to hear, hear uh, that centimeter episode. <laughs> yes, and uh, I know both of us, we've been driving a whole lot. Uh, we've been you know, interviewing people. Uh, can't wait for people to hear all these great interviews we're getting on the road. Um, including the one for this episode with Bermuda. Yeah, we talked with Bermuda. We talked with uh, JW and Eric Roth, the conductor. And oh, my, we met so many people out on the on the road. We saw so many beautiful. F- and so the fans are so talented. Their artwork and stuff. Oh my God! You know, we I, I love seeing. You know, first of all, I love just seeing all the cool shirts and stuff that people bring in that they create. And like you said, the artwork they create, you know, our friend Jeff McClellan made this amazing soup can, like an actual soup can for Weird Al. I know, right? <laughs> I never would have guessed that I would have a soup can in my collection <laughs> filled with an actual liquid, I assume is soup, but <laughs> it is amazing. Um yeah, we also saw some beautiful artwork that was a p- picture of Al made entirely out of musical notes. That I, was awesome. I thought that was beautiful. But you can hear all about that like on our bonus centimeter episodes. Yeah, so you know, we will talk about in-depth reviews of the concert, so definitely there's spoilers afoot. Um, but uh, we talk about not only the concerts themselves and any little uh, fun things we noticed during the concert, but also the kind of stuff that we were up to during the day, like... Uh, Dave, when you and I went to the National Polka Hall of Fame. (laughs) The Cleveland-style Polka Hall of Fame. (laughs) It was amazing. Um, And then, of course, you know, when we meet fans at shows, you know, especially if they're familiar with the podcast or if they, um, you know, love podcasts or if they're just cool and they have a cool shirt, we've given out um, stickers so you can get an official Dave and Ethan sticker, which is fun. And um, it's been great meeting all the fans. Yeah, I mean, if you're there, and especially if you're a listener, let us know. Just come over and say hi. We we met so many listeners on this, these just these last couple of days we were out, and uh, I mean, we almost ran out of stickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I like each concert, I'm like, I should probably grab a couple extras, and then I run out again. <laughs> it's really great. What's really exciting today, uh, the day the episode comes out on July 10th, is a very special day because Jim Kimo West, the amazing Grammy-nominated guitarist for Weird Al, better known as the man who recorded our theme song for the podcast, has a brand new single. Just came out today. 
I know, it's so cool. All right, so it's called Paniolo Starlight, and it's available on, like, every major streaming platform, and it's even for sale on his website. And uh, he recently announced that not only is he releasing a bunch of new singles, he's coming out with three new CDs this year. Oh, man, our Jim Kimo West collection is just going to grow. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it is so... I wonder, though, do you think he's going to have to update his uh, bamboo USB stick? I wonder. Well, I you know, what's really cool about the bamboo USB stick is you do get, a, I think, a year-long pass for any new music he puts out. You get to download for free as part of that um, bamboo stick program. Oh, dude. That's, that's, gonna, that's gonna, I bought it just at the right time. That's going to come yeah. so handy. Yeah. I think Jim knew what he was doing. He knew this was coming. He's, he knew people would be excited, and then they would just get to keep reaping the benefits all year. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so freaking majestic, Dave. So freaking majestic. Hi there, folks. You're listening to Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. I'm Prohias, and I'm not real. Dave, we are celebrating UHF this month, and there's one thing I've always wanted to ask you more about. It is my understanding that you have visited Tulsa, where they filmed UHF, and you actually went to the locations of some of the scenes from the movie. Yes, this was the last of the uh, tour in 2013. The last show, I think, of the tour was in Tulsa. It was October 19th at the Brady Theater in Tulsa, and... It was since it was uh, close to the 25th anniversary of UHF, uh, there was kind of people in Tulsa um, kind of made a, were making a big deal about that Al was coming there for the anniversary and uh, they wanted to put on this, um, this tour of basically all the sites in Tulsa that Al had, had filmed at and that mm. different things were filmed at. And, uh, bef- but, and that was kind of a... Uh, a thing, but I wanted to kind of spend a little bit more time than the, the actual tour itself was going to, it was going to kind of drive by some of these things. So I wanted to actually spend some time at some of these. You had to actually like touch the dirt and kiss the soil and <laughs> roll not, around in the. <laughs> you're, you're not far off. <laughs> I wanted to, to actually get to really kind of understand these places. So um, I was with uh, Vicky. <laughs> you wanted to meditate. You meditate. wanted to like sit on the ground and just like be one with the locations. Right. So so Vicky DeVries and I went out like a day or two early so that we could kind of drive around and kind of see all these different different uh, sites and spend time together um, and, and kind of really take these sites in. And it was really interesting. You can find like all of these addresses either in the UHF DVD or on the uh, internet somewhere. There's a couple websites that have that have this kind of information. So I'm not going to get too much in. I don't want to bog down deep with their addresses. <laughs> the zip codes and, and the yeah, apartment numbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you can kind of find this stuff. I just kind of want to tell you all about to some of the cool places that, that can't we wait. went to. I really am excited. I mean, one of the, I guess, most iconic places is the UHF station. Yes, and that was uh, that was actually that still um, kind of exists. That was actually really kind of far out of town. I don't even know if it was in Tulsa proper. Maybe it was. Hmm. I remember we had to drive for a while to get there, and basically we're driving, and and in the middle of this field, there's this giant transmitter, and this transmitter is still there. At least it was as is in as of two thousand thirteen. Oh wow! It's still there. Um, it's kind of on property that was roped off so i wasn't sure if we could we, we should go and see it 
Uh, but I figured we drove that far out. <laughs> I'm just gonna just gonna stay until somebody kicks me off. Yeah, there the you property. go. So Vicky and I, we kind of drove as close as we could get to the transmitter, and then we walked for a little while to actually get to the transmitter. Um, that parking lot and that uh, station that were next to the transmitter no longer exist. Right. So R.J. Fletcher turned it into a so, parking lot. Basically, <laughs> he tore it down. Uh, Spoiler but, alert for UHF two. <laughs> but but the transmitter's still there, um, and you can't go up and touch the transmitter. I don't know why you you wouldn't want to touch the transmitter. <laughs> Did but, you touch it? <laughs> no, I didn't climb it. I think there's all signs on don't climb, don't touch. <laughs> you will get electrocuted. <laughs> But we did we did uh we did take uh, some pictures by it and things like that. It's out in the it's a field somewhere out uh, way away from all the other attractions. But it's actually it's like you you walk up and you're like oh that's from the movie you know it's really cool. It is yeah I mean that's such an iconic you know part of the film. Yeah, I gotta say that that was a lot of uh, fun to kind of see that. Um, some of the other cool places that we actually saw we kind of started the day up we. <laughs> We got that idea at the last minute when we were like kind of we had a map of basically every player we wanted to go. You know, we tried to map it out so it made logical sense and stuff. Um, but at the last minute, we're like, you know what? We came this far. We need props. So one of the first stop we did, we stopped at a dollar store and we just bought like like all these little props and things like that that we could use at the different sites. Um, and we also stopped because we knew one of the sites we were going to go to was where they filmed the bowling for burgers scene, the bowling alley where they filmed that. Um, so we stopped at, at a, uh, McDonald's or a Burger King and we, and we bought like actual hamburgers. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so we brought to the bowling alley. <laughs> now the bowling alley is, um, is closed down and you know, you can't go in the bowling alley, but the bowling alley building still yeah. exists and there's still even a sign out, outside in the parking lot, you know, with the, with whatever the name of the current bowling alley is. So we stopped and we took pictures of us eating hamburgers <laughs> in front of uh, the bowling alley sign. That was pretty cool. Um, another place that we went that was really cool was uh, the place where they, sh they, sh they shot Big Agnes Burger World, right? Was it an actual restaurant? It is an actual restaurant. I think it's a. It was a catfish, and, and now it's like a like a catfish and barbecue restaurant or something okay. like that. Um, what's really cool is we went in there, and they kind of were like thought you know, they, you, know you walk into a restaurant, you know they're going to ask you know can we help you, you right. know, basically. They're like well actually we're here to do for because uh, we heard that UHF was filmed there, and immediately they were like yes it was, and the people were were telling us stories about you know everything that went on, and we're like do we actually get a lot of people that come in. And for the UHF, and they said, surprisingly, we do. We get a lot of people who should say, this I mean, is where... What else are you going to do in Tulsa? <laughs> <laughs> this is where we actually get a lot of customers that come in because of, you know, because of the movie. And they were saying, yeah, over here was where, you know, they filmed the, the scene with the mustard, you know, and yeah. everything. And here's the counter <laughs> that he was sitting at. Here's where he was frying. On the... So they actually were, were very, like, excited to, to see oh, this and show really us cool. around, which was really cool. Yeah, because um, you'd hate to get there and then like be like, "What's UHF? <laughs> Who's Weird Al? Big that's what Al Yankovic?" You know, yeah, that's yeah. kind of expected. <laughs> but it was really pretty cool that that we got to to see that, um, and they were really like into it, and they really understood <laughs> why we were there. Um, so that was a lot of fun there. And you know, they should have Twinkie Wiener sandwiches on the menu <laughs> if they really wanted to take advantage of it. <laughs> Maybe they do now. That was I don't know what, I six years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see. I didn't see any uh, Twinkie Wiener sandwiches on the if menu. If Edna's but... listening, uh, put them on the menu. You'll sell a bunch of them to people like Dave and I. 
<laughs> but what's pretty what's pretty cool about that is is I I took a picture of myself as if Big Edna had thrown me out oh, really? onto the. <laughs> so I have a picture of me lying on the ground like I've been like in the movie like I've been thrown out. Of the, uh, oh, I love it. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, there were a couple other places we stopped at which we didn't actually go into, um, like where they where Channel Eight was, okay. the actual building that Channel Eight was in. And just where, for the exterior shots, just, or yeah, for the, the interior shots. Uh, the interior shots, I believe, were shot on a soundstage. Okay, but, that's what I figured. But the uh, the exterior shots were, uh, and you know, where the bum gets the <laughs> gets right. the penny, of, <laughs> you know, all that. The nineteen fifty five double dye <laughs> Denver mint penny. We're all shot at this 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 basically um, office complex, okay. which is just like on the side of the you know the, the road. You know, <laughs> it was kind of cool. It's like you walk up there, and you can immediately recognize that's the building. Uh, we didn't go in. Um, we just decided to stay outside and, and you know take pennies and give bum, give uh, bums pennies and things like that. But it was uh, the bums in that location. They're like, man, everyone just gives us pennies because of the movie. Like we really could use some quarters and dimes. So like, dollars. like almost like right next door is where like that uh, dentist office was. Uh, oh, movie, where right? Terry, where was Terry worked. was. Yeah, okay. there's like a real dentist office, and it's and we didn't go in the dentist office, but it's like a real dentist <laughs> office just there where they shot that that scene for dentist office. That was pretty yeah, you can cool. do, you can just picture like the uh, you know the cinematographer like uh, we need a dentist. Oh hey, here's one, <laughs> or maybe vice versa. Like hey, we need like a, an office building. Oh hey, there's one. <laughs> It was kind of cool, like how close, like, like you could, these places were, like, yeah. you know, like, like <laughs> how, like, kind of your, like, I guess the people of Tulsa are like, oh yeah, that's just the uh, the office complex, you know. But like right. for us, it's like, oh my god, that's right. like an iconic scene in the movie. You think of the hundreds of people who work there and are not <laughs> excited to be there every day because that's Channel Eight. <laughs> um, there was a. There was a couple other places we visited where uh, the actual, the location didn't really exist anymore. Um, and that was, uh, like, where they shot... Uh, I feel like you've said that a couple times already. I feel like as soon as UHF got filmed, they just bulldozed <laughs> everything. Like, there's not going to be any sequels. We're not going to film any more movies in Tulsa. Well, like, like the, the, the soundstage where they shot uh, Wheel of Fish was inside of a, a old uh, abandoned shopping mall. Oh, cool. So... Um, it was now some office complex or something. So they tore down the shopping mall and built up an office. So you go to that location and you're like, well, this is where they shot Wheel of Fish, but it looks nothing like, right? It, you know, like what I would expect. You know, it's just, it has been remodeled. Um, but you still went. Oh, we still went. Of course. <laughs> of course. Because we had the address for it. Um, there was a couple other uh, really cool things that we went to. We went to... Uh, <laughs> There's actually, we found out uh, where they shot the Spatula City commercial inside of somebody's house. Oh, wow. Like the whole kitchen scene and everything. The actual that, that house. Scene, the, inside of the house. So, I, we, one of the things we, we bought um, before we actually um, realized that we bought spatulas. Of course. You know, at the dollar store, right? As one does every time you go to a new city, you got to so have your spatula. So, I went to the house and I was standing outside in the driveway and I made made Vicky take pictures of me holding the spatula up in these people's driveway and she refused to get out of the car. <laughs> but I wanted to go ring the doorbell and ask if anybody was home if I could come in and see their kitchen. <laughs> and Vicky thought that was a little overkill. So 
the compromise was I would take pictures in front of the house. <laughs> and she would stay in the car and drive away as fast as possible. <laughs> That's kind of cool. But another thing about that spatula is, is, is there's actually a place, um, it's, not a, it's not a spatula city, but the actual building where Spatula City was, was shot is actual real building. Um, that, that for the interior or the exterior? For the exterior. Okay. Right? Um, and if you see it, you're like, all they have to do is, is, is put a spatula. It looks exactly the same. Oh, which wow. Is really cool. They just have to put a spatula city, you know, on top of it. So we spent, so, so we actually went into that store, and it's kind of like a, uh, a five and ten, like a, like a little souped up dollar store, maybe yeah. a little upgrade from a dollar store, like a five below or something like right. that. Did they have spatulas? Um, and they and we and we walked around and we made check to see if they had spatulas and we were about to get ready to give up and we saw spatulas, so we bought nine, <laughs> really spatulas, <laughs> and we said our tenth one was the one we got at the dollar store, which we didn't pay a penny for, but right. still. So we we bought we made it sure, inflation. We made sure we bought a whole bunch of different uh, spatulas, and we of course we did. They have different colors. They had different colors. They had at least oh three or God. four different colors spatulas. So we, we we brought that, and we of course we we spent way too much time out in the parking lot, standing in front, taking pictures of our nine spatulas and and just every variant holding you know, up a penny. Us, and we're trying to recreate scenes in the movie too, like us running towards the yeah. towards the building, you know, like they do and everything. It was really cool. Um, I also heard, which it doesn't exist anymore, is that they had an actual the Spatula City billboard. They right. actually had that billboard on on the highway, and they they put it up just for the movie. But because like they had paid, you know, basically rent for that, that billboard <laughs> they space, they just left it up until the next, you know, until the, the you know. It, Imagine all the people of Tulsa. So right, so <laughs> for for like a month or so, the people of Tulsa had this Spatula City billboard up, and of course, like now. Everyone would be excited, but at the time, they're like, what the hell is this? It doesn't make any sense. There's no movie yet. <laughs> Nobody knew it. So I've got a, so that was kind of cool. We didn't That's go to awesome. actually, see, I, I had a location for where that billboard was. I figured it was a little overkill. Stand in the dirt. <laughs> to do that. I was on the side of some highway somewhere, but that was pretty cool. Um, another fun thing we did is um, we went to uh, Crazy Ernie's Used Car Emporium. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's Did you a club any seals? Well, that's the funny thing. Is it's an actual dealership, right? Okay. So we pull up, and, and, and Ricky got this great idea that we should go and we should buy a stuffed animal that's a seal, right? And like a, a baseball bat or something, right? So, so we drive up, and I'm like, we're pulling into this place, and it's an active car you know, dealership. Yeah. So I'm like... I pull in and I park my car in front of him and I try to get the perfect shot, you know, where he lined up in the movie, you know, and everything. And I take out the seal and I put it on the roof of my, you know, the hood of my car and everything. And I we take pictures and all that. And and meanwhile, the people inside in the dealership are looking at us like, what are these people doing? <laughs> these and, protesters. And they... finally, finally, one of them kind of came out and was like, yeah, do you need any help looking at cars or anything? And we're like. No, we're good. As we reach out of there, <laughs> so like they kind of like I don't know what they were thinking about that. <laughs> they were giving us the strangest look for a while. That's awesome. I think another like iconic commercial is the uh, Plots Are Us. Is that place a real place? Oh, oh my god, that was actually really funny. Yes, that is a real funeral home. Really? Okay, yes, it's a real existing. And funeral was home. there a salad bar? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the funny thing is that. Is that I was like, well, we're going to go visit this place, this Plaza Us, where it was filmed, and we found the place, and I was like, 
I want to go inside and see if it has a salad bar. Right. I'm like, but I don't want to walk inside if there's an actual. <laughs> How disrespectful. Know, somebody laid out or you know, there's a family grieving inside. So my compromise was I would, I would stand, um, I would stand in front of it and, and, and take out a handkerchief and pretend I was crying, you know, because <laughs> that there was no salad bar, that the salad bar, you know, wasn't. Um, but it was funny because it, since it was an active funeral home, there were people coming in and out, you know, and, and I'm hoping they were just employees right. <laughs> and we weren't being disrespectful to anybody. But we were, we were a little bit creeped out by that because we didn't know how far we could take it with, right. with that one. Right. But what was really kind of fun is after that, um, also in that uh, Plots of Us commercial, if you remember, there's a cemetery. With the arms and the, the legs, arms sticking, and legs out. sticking out. Right? <laughs> so we found out which cemetery that was, was at and we, we drove to that cemetery and was it close to the Plots R Us building? Um, I don't, I don't remember how far. I don't remember it was. It wasn't like next door. Or it something. wasn't next door. Yeah. No, no. It was. It was. It was a little further away, but um, it was close to actually where Raoul's Wild Kingdom was was filmed. And I'll get <laughs> okay. back to that in a minute. But, um, but th- this this cemetery. So I wanted to find like the actual gravestones that were used. <laughs> you know where where they set up the camera and everything. So. So we kind of were looking at these these pictures of from the movie. These Did you guys pictures. like print out a bunch of pictures? Pretty much. You went? Okay. Yeah, we printed out. I printed out a bunch of pictures because I wanted to kind of recreate the, the scenes as yeah. much as possible. So I, so I was like, all right. So now we have to find these where there's. We were looking at like the order of the you know the tall grave. You know, I don't remember what it was. Was something like a tall grave followed next to a short grave next right. to like this this round planter thing. And we must have drove around that cemetery for 15 minutes trying to find all right there's it could be that could be that and finally i'm like we 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 were like all right we found it so we we came out and uh and of course i uh i set up you know i i set it up so that i was kind of uh you know upset and everything like in the movie (laughs) everything it was it was a lot of fun Uh, that is cool it was a lot of fun to, to do that and uh to get back to the place where the uh Raul. Raul is is uh, that's actually uh, like almost like the next street over from the from where the cemetery is, hmm. um, and you walk up on that building and it looks exactly like it does in the movie. <laughs> you know, the, the, I can picture it right so, now. Yeah, you can picture that house, and he's just like, wow, you know, and it's like kind of like. I wanted to go inside and kind of knock on the door because you know you know which 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 apartment was Raoul's you know, the upper right one right so you're just like like I wanted to go knock on that but I was like I think there's people inside right. <laughs> like this is like where someone lives you know and stuff so we just kind of observed that one from the, from the street. Now, as I know well. you have a couple other places. I I want to ask because I, I I've been wondering this since we started talking. Are there any like plaques at these places like you know. <laughs> On location, this is where UHF was filmed. This is where Crazy Ernie sold his cars. Was there anything like that at any of these places? No, but that's a great idea. Next time we go to Tulsa, we're gonna we're gonna make signs made up, and we're gonna put them up on this place this illegally. Add them. It doesn't matter. I love that idea. Um, so, what are other places? Well, one thing we we did, which was kind of fun, is is we actually drove to the Tulsa airport, okay. and I stood outside of the Tulsa airport with a sign that said "Bill Chick" on it for did Uncle Harvey Bill Chick. While while you're going around, I mean, aside from the um, you know the Edna's place, did anyone else like understand what you're doing or 
or make a comment like, oh, yeah, you're here for UHF too? Or was it literally just you guys? <laughs> no, it was literally just us guys. <laughs> the only people who were, who were cool about it, and, and really the only people we really kind of talked about it, because the other places we didn't really spend a lot of time going yeah. into and stuff, was at, was at Big Ed. Okay. So, yeah. Um, again, some of these places were, you know, uh, repurposed and whatever. Uh, what I guess um, the other spot we went to, which was which is really pretty cool. Speaking of uh, Uncle Harvey Bilchick and uh, of course his wife Ann Esther, right. uh, we went to their house. Okay. Right now, if you now if you remember from the movie their house, right in the backyard there was a swimming pool. Right. Well, I we found the house where that there was, and, and we pulled up to it. And I was looking at, and I took, I again took out my sign and Bill Chick and took a picture in front of their house. <laughs> um, but I wanted to know if they actually had a pool in right. the backyard or not. So <laughs> what I did is, is <laughs> I ran up, and they had a fence around their backyard. I ran up to the fence and I jumped up and I looked in their backyard real quick and they had a pool. <laughs> oh, good. So I was satisfied. Was it the same pool? <laughs> I think so. It's, okay, <laughs> you could have just looked on like Google Maps, you know. The... Well, this was be, this was before that. <laughs> that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> so so that was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, did, you, the... did you did uh, you drop your phone into their pool? <laughs> <laughs> I did not drop my phone into their pool. Um, the other cool place was well, we went to a couple places that were actually we went to go try to find the uh, bar. Remember the bar scene? Yeah. Where yeah, were they fun? You know, everyone's excited everyone's about excited. staying. Yeah, yeah. That's and they turn on the TV and everything. Wanted to try to find that bar because we found out that that was like a real bar. Uh, we went there, and the bar had been turned into a uh, a used car lot or oh. a new car lot. <laughs> so, because we kind of was like, this is where the bar should be. So we went into like this gas station across the street, and we're like. Is there a bar in this? And the guy's like, "Yeah, there used to be a bar over there, but they tore it down like last year, and they put up like they're putting up this uh, oh, car dealership." So we kind of just missed it. We said, "Yeah, there was some fire or something in the bar," and they ended up, you know. So, you know, some of these places may no longer exist. Uh, the only other spot—I mean, there's a lot of spots to to kind of see. Uh, but one thing that was really cool was you remember the. Uh, the the city hall scene you know where they're where they're, they're walking down and and outside the city hall there's yeah. that park bench and and the the blind guy is this it is this your card is this your card you know nope nope yep. no it's the rubik's cube <laughs> uh, right right is the this rubik's it? cube nope is this it <laughs> nope <laughs> so it's uh yeah i think there's a couple different scenes at the city hall yeah yeah, yeah. so the actual city that's actually like their their uh city hall pretty much okay. building there and it's like right in downtown, but if you as you're standing there and you kind of look like over to the right, that's the actual house that uh, George and Bob's apartments in with Cooley's oh. Karate Studio in it, which is really cool. And it almost looks exactly the same as it did in the movie. That's amazing. Except it doesn't have, you know, the Coonies Crowder right, show right. shop on it, you know. <laughs> Nobody's falling out of the wall. The, the tree, the, yeah, the tree in the front of the house has grown <laughs> okay. quite a bit. But it's really pretty cool, like, just like to see these places, you know, that right. that you've seen in the movie and now you see again in, in real life is really oh, wow. cool. So, yeah, so my kind of advice is that you can find all these places uh, online, you know, the actual addresses and stuff. Yeah. My place, if you, my thing is you can do all these in like a day if you wanted to. Um, well, they're all, I, I mean, they're, they've got to be fairly close, right? They're, right. So they're all in Tulsa. My advice would be kind of 
map out your um, map out your your where you want to go, right? And then also get your props ahead of time. We wasted a lot of time, like, oh, we need a prop for mm. you know, we need a we need to find a stuffed seal, right? So <laughs> driving around to just like get a you know, real seal, <laughs> driving around to all these stores that do you sell stuffed animals and, and do you happen to sell seals? You know, was wasting some time. So. Um, that's kind of my advice. There's one more place that was pretty cool that was out like it was kind of I don't know in the middle of like nowhere, but um, it was kind of one of my favorite moments. Is that uh, in the movie? Of course, uh, Philo like, yes. has his his lab. Well, <laughs> if, inside of this one building, they had like this they supposedly had this lab that that they used for the film that scene. So we wanted to go see that lab, and we got there, and I think the, it, it was closed, so we couldn't actually go in. But um, it was kind of cool because I actually took a, uh, a, a, like in the movie, he unfolds the, the title, Secrets yeah. of the Universe. <laughs> I took that and I, I wrote on a piece of paper and I unfolded it. <laughs> so I have a picture of me unfolding it in front of this place. Um, other than that, I mean, it was just a lot of fun. And of course, the next day was the actual official tour, right? you know, um, prior to the concert. And uh, that was... They loaded everybody in a bus and we went back to a lot of the different places. Mm -hmm. And what was pretty cool about that is because one of the places they stopped was the cemetery. But because Vicky and I had actually scoped out ahead of time the actual spot, <laughs> the actual spot when they got to the cemetery, they were just like, "Well, this is where the cemetery. This is the cemetery where it was filmed." And I'm like, "Do you guys actually want to know where the camera was set up?" And they're like, "Yeah, you know that." And I'm like, "I was here yesterday, and we drove over to oh, that that's spot." Awesome. So it's kind of cool that Vicky and I scoped out the place because then we got to actually yeah. point out some of these places. Well, plus you got to spend real time there. Yeah, we got get to spend pictures. some real time there. Um, in the Spatula City too, you know, we were able to to kind of you know have a big group shot of everybody in Spatula City, which was really pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, but after that, they, they had a little treat on that tour, which we didn't get to, Vicky and I didn't get to do. We didn't even think about this, but there is an actual Channel 8 in Tulsa. Oh, okay. And uh, the the tour people were able to set it up so that we could go visit. Cool. You know, the actual student, the actual TV <laughs> Did station. Did everyone right? fall silent when you walked in? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we actually got to kind of hang out in an actual TV studio, you know, kind of go in front of the green screen and do our weather reports and that kind of stuff. Um, That's fun. And, uh, you know, they kind of were telling us a little about uh, the, the station and stuff. And I thought it was really cool how there actually was a Channel 8 in Tulsa. I wonder if that's a coincidence or yeah. if, if they just, you know. I don't know. We're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, and then what actually was cool about it is they arranged so that um, after the tour was over, it dropped everyone off at the theater where that sh where the uh, show was that evening. Okay. Um, so uh, they had arranged it, too, that everybody could go in and get a picture with Weird Al. Oh, cool. This tour. So that was a nice surprise that I was expecting. I had actually, print, um, prior to the tour... The, they had contacted me because on my website, uh, weirdal.info, we've got it all on UHF. I have um, a UHF stock certificate that you can print out. Right. Um, so they actually wanted me to print out a whole bunch of them and bring them to give them to people you know, as kind of souvenirs on yeah. the tour. So I had printed out a whole bunch of, of them and I had... Uh, you know, when I said, oh, we're going to meet Weird Al, I decided I'm going to get Al to sign this. However, I would like him to sign it as George Newman. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the actual station manager. Right. <laughs> so I kind of explained it to Al, and he said, 
Okay, so I actually have a UHF stock certificate signed by George Newman. <laughs> I would like to see that. That's really cool. Okay, so of all the places you went, there's a place that I would want to go as the number one spot. I'm wondering if this is the same as what you would pick. What is your favorite place? If you could go to back to just one place, where would you go back to? Or if you could only pick one, if, if people are going to Tulsa and they literally have 10 minutes and they can only go to one spot, what is the best place to go to? Well, it'll take more than 10 minutes to get there, but I think you need to go to the UHF transmitter. Oh, really? That's the number one? See, I feel like if I could only go to one place, Big Edna's Burger World. Well, Big Edna's was my close second. Okay. If, you, okay. if you're staying in Tulsa proper, it would be Big Edna's. Okay. If you had time to drive out a little bit, it would. I'd say you got to see the iconic UHF transmitter. I think, you know... I think I would want to see the George and Bob's apartment, too. That building. Yes, you know? yes. That, that would is, be another one I would really want. I mean, I want to see all of the places. And the other one that I would say you really want to see is the uh, Rowell's Wild Kingdom apartment. Okay. That's such an iconic, yeah. you know, building-looking building in Tulsa. And and I would want to see the Spatula City building. <laughs> and you uh, want I to just go want to go to everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Thanks for sharing that, uh, Dave. Did you... So, I know, like, some of the... Um, actors, like the smaller roles were done by local people. Did any of them show up for the Weird Al show? It's funny that you mentioned that. Um, on on the actual tour itself, uh, there was one gentleman who was an extra in the movie. Who was, oh, cool. Who actually um, found out about it and decided to come and, and hang out. <laughs> and he was in uh, the Spatula City. He was one of the extras oh, in the cool. Spatula City. You know, uh, oh, that's running. awesome. So it was really pretty cool. Um, and he was telling us a little about how, uh, like he ended up getting like some, uh, some, they ended up, uh, Alf like signed some signed picture of him and all the extras for like everybody, you know, oh, okay. as like a kind of thank you for, for being, so it was like really cool to find out that Al kind of, you know, you didn't have to do all this right yeah. but he just kind of, he really thank the extras for being in the movie. That's he so was telling cool. us a little bit, a couple stories about, you know, and it was really cool. It's, so I did, I did actually get to meet on that one person who was in the movie. And it's so cool. <laughs> well, and you got to meet that other guy in the movie. Oh, who yeah. Who played yeah, George yeah, Newman. Yeah, George Newman, too. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Any, any final things we need to know about Tulsa and UHF tour? I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's a good tour to do for somebody who's a fan of the movie. I and really it's something like, you can do in a, how, how like many said, hours would you say? If, if said, you have your props already. <laughs> I said, like I said, you could, you, we did it like pretty much in a day, yeah. you know, and okay. it was a long day. Because there's a lot of driving. Right, and, a lot of driving yeah. and a lot of, and we also spent a lot more time at some of these places than, you know, you might want to. <laughs> yeah, you did spend time weeping and. <laughs> I mean, some of these places are literally, you know, you drive by and you get, you right. basically. <laughs> All right, we did that. Yeah, we Was did there, that. Were you able to acquire anything for the collection? Like, were you able to. You know, do you still have the spatulas from the Spatula City building? Yes, I have all the spatulas. <laughs> Actually, I think Vicky and I split them, so I okay. probably have about half of the spatulas. Um, and uh, I have some cool stuff, which I really like, uh, that I got from Channel 8. They gave away some oh, nice. cool things like... Uh, they gave away, I think, a pencil. They gave away uh, one of those, you know, um, soda can cooler, yep. you know, koozies, cozy, yeah. koozies or whatever they're called. They gave away like a little cup, like a uh, you know cup that you know, had Channel Eight brand like logo on it, and a, like a plastic cup oh, or okay. something. And um, also, somebody on the uh, 
tour had printed up like UHF bumper stickers, you know, celebrating oh, nice. the 25th anniversary. So I got that. So I did get a couple things for the collection too. Nice. Well, that sounds really cool. Thanks for sharing. I, I feel like I need to go to Tulsa now. Uh, I think we need to do a on location Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast live from Tulsa. <laughs> We're in the cemetery <laughs> right next to a grieving family. <laughs> Try the salad bar. <laughs> Strike up the music, the band is begun. It's Dave and Ethan's polka. So we mentioned this earlier in the episode, and of course in our centimeter episodes, and if you follow us on uh, social media, you may have seen the picture of us recording this interview, but we spoke to John Bermuda Schwartz, of course Weird Al's longtime drummer, uh, and a major Weird Al collector. So we recorded a great full interview with him, and that will be airing next month, but right now we want to give you a little teaser, because we spent a special segment with John talking just about UHF and Money for Nothing video. It's going to be great. So check it out right now. I don't think our next guest really needs an introduction, but I'm going to try to give one anyway. He has been drumming with Weird Al Yankovic for a long time, <laughs> since 1980. Since September 14th, 1980. I met yeah. him, recorded with him, released singles with him, joined his band all in one night. <laughs> John Bermuda Schwartz. Welcome to the show, John. Oh, thank you very much. Thank Thanks you. for uh, sitting with us, John. This is so exciting. So, <laughs> okay, thank you for having me. All right, and uh, that was John. <laughs> that was John. So, thank you. No. Uh, so, we want uh, this month, July, is the 30th anniversary of the movie UHF. Uh, it, it is that, yes. So we wanted to, uh, we know that you were in the movie briefly uh, in the Money for Nothing, Beverly Hillbillies, Asterix. Right, don't don't blink. <laughs> <laughs> video. So we wanted to talk a little bit to you about that video and kind of how you were involved in that video um, and any other tidbits you can give us about. What? Well, regarding that video, it was a, a kind of a dream sequence, sort of a fantasy dream sequence uh, that, that uh, George Newman had. And uh, it's uh, the band in... The video is the band on the album. It's uh, Jim and Steve and me, Kim Bullard on uh, keyboards. Kim has been uh, Elton John's keyboard player hmm. for many, many, many years. Uh, we're lucky to have him, uh, but that's him in the video. That's the blonde guy in the video. We actually were without a keyboard player at the time we did that. Uh, we were between tours. Uh, Pat Regan and Scott Walton had, had uh, come and gone. Ruben was yet to join us. So we, uh, I believe, uh, actually Guy Fletcher played from Dire Straits, hmm. played on that, and Mark Knopfler played the guitar on, uh, on the song. Uh, Mark didn't want to come and do the video. Anyway, Kim came <laughs> in and pretended to, to do the parts. Kim had, in fact, recorded a bunch of stuff with us uh, and had continued to record things with us uh, over the years. So that's him in the video, in case you don't really recognize him. And was he on the song itself? Uh, no. no. Okay. Uh, Guy Fletcher was a keyboard player okay. on the song. Uh, we did a recording of a basic track, sent that to England. Uh, Mark Knopfler put his guitar parts on there. Guy Fletcher put the keyboards on, uh, sent it back, and then we made uh, made a single. You know, we had to ask Jim if there exists this, uh, a version where it's him playing the guitar. 
without yes. Mark Knopfler. Yes, there is. Do you have that? Oh, somewhere? yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> and the difference, and to Jim's credit, and not to discredit Mark, Jim played the part like like it was on the record from right. 1984, whenever that was. Or, I'm, 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 yeah, late 80s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark, however, had been playing that on the road for some time. Uh, maybe was not really aligned with the whole do it like the original record thing. And he played the part much like he had massaged it in concert, you know, live over a few years. And it was different. But you can't <laughs> tell him it's wrong because it's Mark. It's, it's great. Song. He's playing the guitar the way he plays it live at that particular time. And, uh, but I do have the, the uh, basically the, the rough track has Jim on it, and Jim is playing the part. I would love to hear that, because this is not the Mark Knopfler podcast. This is the Weird Al podcast. We want to hear Jim. Well, in that case, uh, I might be able to um, provide that for you. That'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be I think awesome. Jim wants to hear it, too, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jim says that he hasn't really heard that version of He, pro- he probably, I kept everything, so he probably oh, that's has awesome. not heard it. Uh, I'd like to throw in, while I'm mentioning Mark Knopfler, I'd like to throw in that uh, my brother, who recorded a number of Al's early things, uh, with, uh, with just Al and I and him, and had been Neil Diamond's guitar player for many, many years, uh, has also been uh, recording and touring with Mark Knopfler wow. since 1994. He's in Europe with him right now. That's amazing. And, no less, the drums that I sent to my nephew at my brother's house are the actual drums that I used to record Money for Nothing. <laughs> oh, amazing. So they are now in the house of Mark Knopfler's guitar player. <laughs> so it's kind of come. Full circle. Come That's full amazing. Circle. We need Mark Knopfler's drummer to record your part, and then <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I don't, he's, he's been through a few drummers. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> as you pointed out, this is not the Mark Knopfler show. So right. Right. That's we'll move on. But there. But yes, we did have a version with Jim on it, and uh, it was very true to the record. Now, was the UHF video was that filmed in Tulsa? No, that was uh, filmed in Santa Clarita on a on a in a big warehouse, or maybe it was a soundstage or something. Uh, at the same place that the mud wrestling oh, scene really? and, and Al Capone's uh, uh, club, club box, box. Yeah. was shot. <laughs> I, I remember those being done there. No, we shot it in there and just sort of they set up a stage and we wow. brought in some big gongs and put them behind me and tried to make it look, you know, suitably bombastic <laughs> and uh, brought in the Jed Clampett lookalike guy. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, so that was done in the L.A. area. Wow. Uh, and there, I think there were some other scenes done. I think Al, the Rambo stuff, I think was done in that same area. Okay, okay. Uh, it's kind of a barren, hilly, sort of a deserty kind of a looking place. We interviewed John Dupre, who did the score oh. for the song. Now, we were trying to figure out if uh, John had mentioned that he had access to the band to record some stuff for the score. Is there any truth to that rumor? Well, yeah, we recorded with him. We recorded a lot of the underscore stuff. Cool. And, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, we didn't do the strings and things like that. But wherever there was a rock thing, uh, that was us. Uh, you know, there's, there's a scene where Al proudly, triumphantly goes somewhere and there's this big rock anthem. That's, that's us. Wow. That's us doing that. There's like marching kind of stuff going on. That's, that's me. You know, that's, uh, that was us. And we did that in a studio in either Burbank or North Hollywood. I've got I've got all that stuff written down. So oh yeah, but yeah, John John Dupre was uh, uh, we worked with him. John so that was John cool. sounded interested in in putting that out as an album. Is that something you'd be down for? I, I don't care. I, mean, I, <laughs> I got paid. I, mean, right. I don't care if you do, you know whatever. Uh, you know I don't know who actually owns uh, right. that stuff. Right. In order to do that, it wasn't technically uh, under Sony, 
because mm -hmm. uh, you know it was a separate soundtrack for the movie. So MGM or or who you know Sony probably owns MGM. <laughs> it's all Sony. It's all now. Sony. Do we have to make friends with someone at Sony? Maybe Al shouldn't have left the label. Right. <laughs> no, you know what they they uh, that would have I, I dare say a very limited appeal. But they don't have to try and issue a hundred thousand. You know, right. they could put out uh, five thousand for, right. the, for oh. the hardcore fans. I mean, I'd love one because yeah. the music was really good. Yeah, and I would love not, to hear it on its own. And it's not completely extractable from the movie because there's a lot of sound effects and stuff yeah. over it. Yeah, we know all of our listeners at uh, Dave and Ethan's two thousand eight Weird Al podcast would, would buy a copy or twenty seven of that, <laughs> okay. that immediately. Well, let's, uh, we, we, you know what? You, you need to petition someone at Sony. All right. I oh, don't yeah. have. I've got some of that stuff. It's certainly not releasable quality. I mm. don't think. Sure. Uh, but if worse comes to worse. You know, I can, I can supply that. I can put out my own record. You should. I mean, you should. I'm, I'm on it, so I'll why, it. why can't I reach you? Right? It's not like music is really selling. What are they? What are right. they? 20 cents. Were you in Tulsa at all uh, during the filming of UHF? Not, no. No. Not, okay. Not at all. Uh, I mean, they obviously, in, in movies, they shoot things out of sequence and they go to one place, shoot all the scenes permanently. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what happened with, with that. A lot of the stuff was shot. Uh, the, the stuff uh, that was shot in LA was done after Tulsa. And, uh, we weren't actually really even invited. I don't know what. Uh, well, it wasn't. It wasn't. Our, it wasn't their intention to have us in the movie, except for the money for nothing sequence. Okay. So that uh, I mean, that would be sort of silly to fly us there, right? Uh, just to do that sure. for a few weeks, yeah. Okay, well, we're going to have more with John Bermuda Schwartz later on in August. We just wanted to get a little recap because he was in the UHF video. Bye. So we will talk to you in a little bit. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. We want to thank all of our listeners, and of course, we want to thank Bermuda for sharing his memories of UHF with us. You can catch us with Bermuda later on next month on a future episode, and you do not want to miss that. We dig really deep into his collection, and we talk about his time performing with Al. And uh, of course, you can check us out on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All of it is at 2000inch, and our website is 2000inch.com. And we not only post teasers for upcoming episodes, uh, like our picture with John Bermuda Schwartz, also if we notice something really cool that would be great for uh, Weird Al collectors out there. Like when we were in Cleveland, we found a really cool article, a two-page article with a big spread about Weird Al uh, we'll post that kind of stuff, too, so collectors know what they can grab when they're in town. Yeah, and we have this special group on Facebook just to discuss the podcast, so please check that out. And don't forget, you can always call us at 347-SPATULA. So that's 347-772-8852, and you can leave us a message anytime. It's open 24 hours. Uh, we love hearing from our listeners. We got some great <laughs> some great phone calls already, and uh, we might even play your message on the air. And if you like this podcast, and I hope you do, please subscribe. It means a lot to us. You get the episodes and the bonus episodes as soon as they drop. And, of course, you can do that on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are streamed. Yeah, and so we're going to look forward to it. We're going to be hanging out with the fans in Syracuse, in Philadelphia, and Vienna. Remember, if you're at any of these shows, please come over and say hello. We'd love to meet you. We're also going to be recording and reviewing the shows as bonus episodes. Those are called Centimeters. Check those out. And a very important thing to note, Dave, uh, in the Centimeter episodes, uh, at least as of late, we speak about very important things during the show, such as what color liquid does Al drink during one of the songs? So you don't want to miss that riveting knowledge that we are cataloging. Yeah, it's, you know, when you listen to these bonus episodes, it's like you're there at the concert with us. It really is. <laughs> 
So we're producing so much great material this month. Um, we're excited to get it out there for you in the next few weeks and months. You're going to love it. You really are. And it's really exciting. Next week, we're going to be airing our interview all the way from England, the man who wrote the score to UHF. It's the super talented, super awesome John Dupre. Yes, he's amazing. And he even put out a challenge for us and our listeners. You can find out all about it on next week's episode as UHF Month continues with our 30th anniversary celebration of our favorite movie and be sure to catch our bonus episode coming this friday that was dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird al podcast episode 10 inch this is not the mark Knopfler show